Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Welcome in, everyone, to a brand new episode of the All In Clemson Tigers podcast. I'm Briley Hughes, and I'm here with my co-host, Carter Hughes. How's it going? Pretty good. Is it? I hear you're sick. I am sick a little bit, yeah. Sorry for my voice. And I was sick last week, so we're on quite a roll, That's I'd right. say. Uh, you know who else is on a roll right now? Who's that? That would be the Clemson Tigers. Oh, really? Do you want to know why? No, why? They have officially set a new school record for the most consecutive wins. Oh, yeah? Do you know what that number is? Uh, let me take a guess. 18, boy! <laughs> uh, you cheated a little bit, I think. I sent you that stat, mm-hmm. I'd like to point out. I knew about that first. All right, you take credit you for that. You do that. Yeah, so they've said, after they beat Syracuse, they set a brand new school record. It's amazing to see. And they also, more importantly, dominated the quote-unquote tough stretch of their schedule. They beat... AM and Syracuse by a combined score of 65 to 16. <laughs> uh, quite the competitive stretch they had there. Definitely tough schedule. Yeah, and it's only going to get better, worse. We'll talk about it later. Worser. Stick around for Clemson <laughs> and quit. And thank you for that. Stick around for Clemson and Clemson out, and you'll find out what we think of the rest of their schedule. But for the time being, <laughs> wow, you're really chuckling it up over there at your own joke. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> do you mind if we go into the takeaways from go the Syracuse game? Yes, Can we do. be bothered to do that? Yes. Uh, speaking of interesting stats, I thought this was quite fascinating. The telecast brought this up at the beginning, at the beginning of the game. In the two previous meetings, Syracuse has led those two games for 79 minutes and 28 seconds. Clemson has only led for 9 minutes and 4 seconds. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is quite an interesting stat. I'm not sure any other team has dominated Clemson like Syracuse has. Um, and But, okay, so this game, Clemson led for, I totaled it, 55 minutes and 29 seconds. But for those of you at home counting, Syracuse still has the lead <laughs> for the last three years. advantage in that but yeah. you're one and two yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. that sucks to be them uh but what doesn't suck for them is they had a sellout for the first time yes, since did. 1998 yeah. <laughs> didn't which, last very long but which isn't a great stretch for them either but uh and it also wasn't a fun game on saturday for syracuse either let's talk about the takeaways i we all really only have two it was uh, I mean, we expected Clemson to win, but I'm not sure we expected them to dominate like that. And especially, at least I didn't. I'll speak for myself. You can say whatever you'd like. But I didn't expect the defense to dominate like they did. And I think it's pretty clear that the defense that we had questions about coming into the season is well ahead of schedule. Brent Venables has put together another great defense. Mm-hmm. And it showed on Saturday. Uh, again, for those of you counting at home, Clemson has yet to give up a first-half touchdown this season so far, which is eh, pretty impressive, I'd say, especially for a team that's played three amazing Power 5 schools, as Tabo <laughs> Sweeney likes to point out time and time again. Uh, the defense also had a couple of – well, one was a true goal line stand after a Trevor Lawrence interception, and the other one was a stand inside the 10. So that gives them – like a total of three 
so far this season where they've had a turnover deep in their own territory and the defense has stood up and not given up any points. It's pretty impressive. They also recorded eight sacks this game. Uh, poor Tommy DeVito was <laughs> running around like a he didn't have a chance squirrel, <laughs> like a crushed orange, you might say. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take a minute to laugh at that. You were laughing at your own joke, so my turn. Uh, yeah, they could have had like double the amount of sacks. <laughs> he he escaped several times with his life, but they they had eight sacks, which bring gives them a total of 14 sacks on the season, which is good for second in the country so far. It's not bad. And they also only get only gave up 187 yards to Syracuse to an offense that we think is. I don't know, maybe going to get better. They obviously haven't been very good, Syracuse has so far this year, but I think they're going to get better. So, I mean, I assume you're impressed with the defense as well, right? Yeah, I'm, defense definitely showed up to play. Again, that's what – I mean, I can't really give off any more stats. They just looked impressive all around. Uh, they're really what's the most impressive about this team. I think the defense is more impressive than the offense so far, So, which is actually surprising because everyone talks about Clemson's offense. So it's good to see them uh, take take some of the credit for these wins. So. Yeah, I, it is almost opposite of what most people expected coming into the season, which is strange. So, yeah, the first takeaway is that the defense is ahead of schedule. But as you just mentioned, I think the offense is behind schedule, which is honestly a strange thing to say. At, well, okay, let, we'll get into it here in a second. But let's start with the good from this game, from the offense. Amari Rogers. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, he had four receptions for 121 yards and two touchdowns. And he sliced and diced his way into the end zone on a screen. Well, he didn't really slice and dice. Oh, he just kind of farmed that one guy <clears throat> threw him to the ground. <laughs> yeah. He would that be slicing or dicing that guy? I'd say dicing, uh, probably. Probably dicing, yeah. Uh, but he just whoop up the sideline <laughs> and he was gone. I mean, I I was I mean, it's less than, if I'm correct about this, it's less than 200 days since he tore his ACL. That's crazy. It's insane. I mean, it's incredible, uh, which is which is good to see, obviously. And actually, a couple of Clemson players this week, uh, one of them, excuse me, tore his ACL as well. So, I mean, he has a good um, example of someone who came back early from an ACL and came back with some power. And a boom. <laughs> you brought the boom down. Oh, yeah. On Syracuse. So it's good to have him back. And I heard a lot of talk he, about him. Like, he's not obviously Hunter Renfro from years past in the slot. Mm -hmm. He's a very different player. But he's a pretty good player to have there in the slot. Uh, it's, it's good to see him back. And uh, he really showed up against Syracuse. Trevor Lawrence, another good thing, had a career high in passing yards, 395. Now, part of that was aided because, I don't know, like Amari Rogers <laughs> ran a hundred of those yeah. <laughs> yards <laughs> all by himself. Uh, but that's good to see. The offense racked up 612 yards, which is a pretty Decent good amount of yards, yeah, I'd say. Not bad. <laughs> they continue to get Etning the ball, for those of you, ETN. That's how uh, Jimbo pronounces ETN, Etning. <laughs> Uh, he had three receptions for 32 yards, so he didn't have a great running day necessarily, or he didn't have a lot of yards, I guess I should say. But he also had, but he had three receptions. Uh, the offensive line didn't give up, give up any sacks, and they've only given up two sacks so far this season. T. Higgins, my goodness, is a grown Ooh. man 
amongst boys out there. He had seven receptions for 150 yards. Uh, Pro Football Focus has ranked him the third highest graded receiver so far this season in the country. Yeah, just throw up, throw the ball up to him. He'll get it, that's yeah. for sure. He's looking dang good. So those are the good things. And I hate to talk about the bad things. It's weird because <laughs> when you say all those things, you I mean, they put up 41 points and they had 612 yards. For most teams, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, I, it, it, I feel bad complaining about it, but they're just, they don't look quite right. It's, it's hard to put your finger on it, what it is exactly. I mean, what are you, what do you think of the offense so far? Uh, or even in the Syracuse game? I don't know. I thought, again, it's just like all the other games that they have, they're not consistent. That's just the biggest word for it. I mean, they go through stretches of being great. Obviously, they're putting up 600 yards in a game, but they're still making stupid mistakes and just possessions were that just go nowhere. And that I just see that could hurt them in a game that actually you have some competition that will hurt them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we said last week that if Texas A&M was even adequate on offense, that game would have been a lot closer yeah. than it actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it it is it's hard to put your finger on it. I, I would say that they're like they're just streaky. You know, when you you have that shooter in basketball who goes on a hot streak, he'll hit two or three or four in a row, Steph Curry, you know, but he'll miss, you know, five or six in a row before he just goes off. That seems to be what the Clemson offense is. They don't, they put up these big plays and they score a lot of points because of these big explosive plays. But they, I, I mean, I can't think of a, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure they have, but I can't think of a drive, especially in the Syracuse game where they, I don't know, strung together eight, nine, ten plays Mm -hmm. and held the ball for a while and then punched it into the end zone. There just doesn't seem to be much of that. Yeah, that's what it was either. Like Obviously, you got a screen pass, just takes it, what, 80 yards to the house or whatever, but then they don't have possession. And if they need it later on to just have a possession that milks some clock, they might struggle with that. So that'll be interesting to watch throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think part of the problem, and... Um, again, this is one of those things that I hate to bring up as well because they are doing a great job. But the offensive line, for as well as, as they've been protecting Trevor Lawrence, I don't feel like they're opening a ton of holes up for ETN in the run game. And I think that's shown the past couple of games where, I mean, Texas A&M was stacking the box mm-hmm. and Syracuse was doing a bit of that as well. But he's not <clears throat> he's not breaking away. He is getting three, four, five yards generally when he touches the ball but they're not there are a couple of things they're not being patient with the play calling they're not you know even if he gets five yards they seem to be wanting to throw the ball more Mm -hmm. which is fine but the line I think can certainly improve opening up running lanes for the running backs so that's one thing that I think I noticed this game that needs to be improved and speaking of things I hate to bring up but Trevor Lawrence has continued his streak of <clears throat> not bad games, but not Trevor Lawrence-esque games. The yeah. ones that you were expecting, the Heisman candidate games that you were hoping to see from him. And I, he keeps turning the ball over. And the other thing is he continues to take hits. I said this at the beginning of the season. I hate when people say he needs to be running more or, you know, we love his toughness, blah, blah, blah. I, if Oh, my goodness. Quit taking hits, Trevor Lawrence. Even when you're scrambling out of the pocket, take a sack before you take a big hit. That's the thing that I at least want to see. And he took some 
got smashed yeah, several hit. times hard, yeah. <laughs> against Syracuse. But I guess his season is, I, I heard this, I heard, or I read somebody mention, or uh, they, they, they made this comparison to Trevor Lawrence's season. And the comparison was to, Desha- to Deshaun Watson in 2016. We all know Deshaun was a great player. They won the championship that year. He was fantastic. I guess it was 2015, excuse me. Uh, but he threw 17 picks that year. <laughs> and they lost a pit that year, and he threw three picks in that game. Uh, but again, Clemson won the championship. And so people were questioning his play that year because he wasn't taking care of the ball. He threw 17 picks. He wasn't looking like you know, the Heisman candidate to Deshaun Watson. And they lost the game on top of it. But ultimately, they got it together in the playoff, and he – really showed up against Alabama when they beat them. And I think that's a pretty good comparison to maybe what Trevor Lawrence is looking like right now. Yeah, that's – I mean, again, I people can call it being, like, nitpicky with it, but, I mean, how many interceptions have you thrown this season? Like five or six? Five. Five, five already. I mean, obviously they still have won every game easily. But I guess just at the back of your mind, you're just in here thinking, like, one of these games, those interceptions are actually going to hurt them. And it's gonna yeah. matter. Like these games, they haven't mattered at all. And he, I feel like he's not learning that quite yet. He's just making some stupid decisions and trying to thread the needle on some, or just flat out yeah. making horrible throws. <laughs> yeah, I think he's getting confused a little bit. I listened to Kirk Herbstreit talk about it, and he was mentioning that he he really sees Lawrence getting confused post snap. So the defense will show something pre snap, and then change you know switch out of it and try to confuse him and it's working and you know he said he's not worried about it it's just going to take reps and it's just going to take time for him to learn and yeah but you're right I mean it is like it 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 could happen it happened in 2015 when Clemson lost the pit because Deshaun Watson wasn't playing well so it certainly could happen this year let's hope not but we'll find out so yeah just a few things that I think they need to get better at they need to get more efficient and they just need to be more consistent, the word that you use. They, they've got to be more consistent. But overall, they won. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And they dominated, again, the tough stretch of their schedule. And now it's on to cupcake time. <laughs> so, anyways. but All right, so that was a quick breakdown of the Syracuse game. Trevor, you wake over there. Trevor, our, uh, our producer, he does all the imaging for us and those sort of things. We haven't heard from him today. He he, told, he came in sore for some <laughs> reason today. I can't explain it, but uh, he doesn't want to come to the mic again. Anyways, all right, Trevor, why don't you hit the Around the Program music for us? It's always a big news week for the Clemson Tigers. Let's go around the program and discuss the biggest stories. During Dabo's weekly press conference, one of the big storylines taken from what he had to say was Dabo said that this 2019, 2019 team, excuse me, is further ahead at this point in the season than last year's team was. You know, the greatest of all time <laughs> team. Uh, so let's go ahead and play that clip for you. It's a little bit longer, so stick with it, but I think it's important to hear. I mean, it's not even close, to be honest with you, after three games. Uh, <clears throat> well, I just, I mean, you know, 
first of all, we've been challenged more. I mean, we've played three power five teams. Last year at this time, we played Furman and A&M and Georgia Southern and, and just a different type of deal. And, and, uh, and you know, we got we, – we were – we were giving up big plays. We were very inconsistent defensively, um, and uh, and then offensively, we, I just didn't think we we quite had that killer instinct yet. And we were and we were still a work in progress. You know, uh, Justin Ross was a true freshman, and Trevor was coming on. We were trying to kind of figure everything out, and um, just weren't as we just we just weren't where we are right now I mean as an offense I mean we're just way ahead I mean we're after three games we're scoring more points and averaging more yards than any time in the history of Clemson football uh so and and we really haven't played great you know there there's so much out there uh but I just I just you know there's just no question in all phases I mean we're just further along uh now will this team improve like that team did you know we'll see you know that team got better and better and better and they stayed focused they never got distracted they stayed locked in they were hungry they were really driven and really had a relentless will to win and we'll see uh you know i mean but you know after three games there's no it's really not even close all right so there's a lot to break down in those comments first of all Davo, if you're listening and i know you are <laughs> Stop saying you've played three Power 5 teams. You have. Congratulations. But one of those teams just got beat by the Citadel. So, <laughs> end of story. I guess they have played some decent teams. But um, I, I think this was a good comment in context. Because after, especially after what we just talked about, the Syracuse game, and we're, everybody's questioning the offense a little bit, and Trevor Lawrence, I think we're basing all of these comparisons on uh, the the last time we saw them last season, which was the Alabama game in the championship. And they played really daggone good in that game. But it's important to remember that, well, this is the beginning of the season, not the end of the season. And last year, again, on you know the greatest team of all time, uh, Trevor Lawrence wasn't even starting yet at that point. <laughs> I mean, and th- there was a lot of question marks, and they barely beat Texas A&M, and there were a lot closer games. Well, yeah, I think he's right now that I think about it, which is strange because I've, I've been, honestly, a little worried about the offense, not the defense, but, you know, I expected them to come out a little hotter at the beginning of the season. But this is just a really great rem- reminder of – it's okay. It's the beginning of the season. It's fine. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the beginning of the season again, like you said. I mean, I find it hard to compare both teams because obviously they're different and it's a whole new season and stuff. But it's a work in progress still. I, yeah. I actually don't have much input on this. It's, it's the beginning of the season. Yeah. They're still working. Well, yeah, I think probably the most important aspect of this, of what he had to say was he pointed out that the team last year improved gradually throughout the season and it's important to see that they do that this year as well they're not I'm, I'm almost tired of it. they've been saying he's been he and all the coaching staff have been saying it non-stop that this team is a work in progress the offense is a work in progress blah 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 true okay but eventually you have to you know yeah not you know you have to be better so I hope to see that soon but it you know it's true hopefully they'll be improving and that's the most important aspect of it is that all right, as, as cliche as it might be, it's not the way that you start, it's the way that you finish. Exactly. I mean, they've been improving on certain spots, but 
Yeah. Not everywhere like they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. The offense has been pretty stagnant. But as mm-hmm. he said, like this is the most yardage and points that a Clemson team has ever averaged. I was going to say, you say the offense is stagnant, but they're still putting up 600 yards. So I guess stagnant is good still. Yeah. But it's not. Again, for any other team, be. <laughs> yeah, for any other team in the country, they'd be happy with it. But yeah, just not up to the potential that they yeah, know they, they can be. Yeah, they haven't quite reached the ceiling yet, for sure. All right, so another important—well, I don't know about important. Let's say controversial headline that came out this week was—and for some of you, I don't know what you think about CBS Sports and their bias that they have towards the SEC. But you're really gonna love this <laughs> if you think that. CBS Sports has a power ranking each week for college football, and you'll never believe who jumped Clemson this week. Ooh, watch you out. take a wild guess? Hmm. Alabama. Yes. Ooh. Surprise. Look at you. Look at that. And I, so I was listening to some of, the, some of them talk about the reasonings behind this, and one of them was because Alabama beat none other than U.S. U of SC is the way that they like to say it now. Like <laughs> University of South Carolina. USC. Um, in many different ways. And it wasn't just that they beat USC. It was that, oh, they beat them with the run game. Oh, and their offense was so good, and they had so many receivers. And eh, it's stupid. It's dumb. My takeaways are, first of all, rankings are stupid. <laughs> Power <laughs> rankings are ridiculous. The only rankings that matter are the the uh, the college football playoff, playoff rankings. Yeah. Yeah, they don't come out for several more weeks. Because CBS, I guarantee, is just doing this for clicks at this point. But, alas, <laughs> uh, whatever, it's fine. If CBS wants to say that, that's fine. It's stupid. I mean, Alabama hasn't beaten anybody important. I guess USC is good, but Texas A&M is better, and Clemson beat them. Don't forget Duke. Oh, yes, Duke. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh, so that makes two Power 5 teams. Exactly, yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> Something that has less to do with Clemson and more about college football in South Carolina is that two South Carolina legislators have will are planning on, excuse me, introducing a bill uh, for f- uh, fair pay to play. That's a hard thing to say. Fair pay to play. Yes. So paying college athletes. They're going to introduce it when the legislature comes back in session in January. Um, and I'm sure all of us are aware of the things that Dabo Sweeney had to say. Here's one of his comments earlier. He said, as far as paying players, professionalization. Is that a word? I don't know. That's... College athletics. <laughs> I may have mistyped that. Uh, there's where you lose me. I'll go do something else because there's enough entitlement in this world as it is. Um, and yeah. so, actually, it's funny. One of the legislators who introduced this, Representative Marlin Kimson, or excuse me, they haven't introduced it yet. They will in January, but he's planning on it. He said he, he, as in Dabo, calls it entitlement. But frankly, he's entitled to be in the position because of the, of the player's labor. Couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. Um, uh, this is controversial, obviously, if, whether you want the players to be paid. It's, it's strange. I'm generally for players getting paid, but a lot of the people that I like in college football are against it. Tim Tebow came out against it. Uh, several weeks ago. He was really passionate about it. Dabo's always been against it. Mike Leach is against it. My hero. There we go. So, it, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting, but for all of you who are nervous about it, it's okay. Dabo won't quit until at least after this season because the bill won't be signed into law until after this season. So, we can at least enjoy one more year of Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. All right, so those are sort of the big 
some of the big topics. Obviously, a huge topic is, I don't know if it's huge. Does anybody care about the Charlotte game coming up? Nah. Oh, actually, I'll tell you one person who does, and it's Dabo Sweeney. And we'll get back to that after we take this quick break. Okay, so before the break, we asked the question, does anybody care about the Charlotte game? Do you care? Cricket. Cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, I care about it a little bit. It's a football game still, but it shouldn't matter. Clemson should obviously dominate and destroy them. All, we we care about it in the sense that we hope we know that Clemson is going to win and we like call or we like Clemson football so we like watching it. But I do know a couple of people who care because they've mentioned it to us, and one of them is our good friend Dabo Sweeney, who did his best this week to convince us that <laughs> if the Tigers aren't care- careful, he actually said this that they could get embarrassed by none other than the Charlotte 49ers. And the way that he was describing him, it made me think that they were playing the San Francisco 49ers from the <laughs> NFL. Like, bro, back off, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's got to say a lot of this. To, it's Does a he, coach. though? It's a, maybe not as much as he has, but you can't just be like, yeah, we're going to go in here and just destroy this team because they suck. You can't just come out and say that. See, I prefer that. Or there's got to be somewhere in the middle, though. Can't he say, like, okay, so even the, the Charlotte coach, Will Healy, was saying, like, okay, we're probably not going to win this game, but we're going to come and compete. Like, couldn't Dabo say, like, oh, they're probably not going to win this game, but I hope we play well. I don't know. It seems... Yeah. Why why does he have... Anyway, okay, so here's what he had to say. He said that they're going to be the best rushing team that they've faced so far this year. Could be true. I don't know. Maybe. We've seen what the teams they've played against. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, he said that they have 25 explosive plays in three games. Good for them. Glad uh, they played UMass one of those games. Uh, and he said that they're fifth in the country in sacks so far, which is true. But again, one of those games was against UMass. So, I don't know. I, I get tired of coaches acting like every game is as, as important as every other game. Texas A&M was a much better team than Charlotte, and he's acting like Charlotte is a much better team. Okay, but what makes this so funny is after talking about how serious they need to to take Charlotte, Dabo gave us a little insight into his relationship with the opposing coach. So he sent me actually sent me a text yesterday saying that his his, his four year old been watching Clemson hype videos all week, so uh, he 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 had a problem on his hands. So I told him just keep feeding him them hype videos. He's raising him right. So, uh, but a super nice guy, and again uh, looking forward to meeting him and. Uh, he's done a nice job with this team for sure. So let's just gloss over real quick the fact that Will Healy's son is, or yeah, he said son, is watching Clemson hype videos. Who watches Clemson hype videos? I don't. I don't know. I'm just wondering how he got Dabo Sweeney's number and they haven't even met. Oh, I don't know. I. How does that work? Let I me mean, know. <laughs> I don't know. Coaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the thing that I found funny, though, was how – glowingly and how nice he was talking about Will Healy after just talking about how the Charlotte team was dangerous. Do you think Dabo is really taking this week super seriously when he's texting the texting the opposing team's coach in the middle of the week? I'm blowing the lid right off this story. <laughs> Will Healy is getting secrets about Clemson, about this game, about the game plan this week because he's texting Dabo. Dabo, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
you expect your team to take this this team seriously, and here you are fraternizing with the enemy, being all buddy-buddy with Will Healy. Will Healy! Maybe it's his game plan, though, to give some secrets away to see what his team does. Ever think of that? I didn't Hmm? think of that, no, actually. that? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I just thought of that on the spot. (laughs) Wow, good for you. Obviously, I'm kidding, but I thought it was kind of funny that how often do you think that actually happens? Like, do you think Davo Sweeney is texting Nick Saban or Jeff Collins before the Georgia Tech game? Like, I, I don't think, think so. I think it happens a decent amount. Really? Just not. I mean, obviously, I doubt he's texting like Nick Saban before like the championship or something. But obviously, there's some com- communication there. I don't know how on a weekly basis, but I think there's some. I mean, they're all friends. It's just like the NBA where everyone's friends with everybody. No one hates anybody. Unless you're Kevin Durant. That, ooh. Never mind. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny that you can't be texting the opposing coach and taking them as seriously as other games. I'm just saying. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it there. All right, but the Charlotte game. I just got a couple of points about this because this should be a blowout. Okay, so I guess point number one should be... Blow them out. Blow them out, <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. All right. The first thing I want to see is actually that I don't want to see is I don't want to see any turnovers. No, sir. I'm getting tired of seeing Trevor Lawrence chuck the ball into the opposing team's chest. <laughs> so no turnovers. I want to see a clean game. Let's pick up, let's get that uh, the turnover ratio a little higher, rank a little higher there, and there's no reason they should be turning the ball over, especially against this defense, a defense that, Gave up 66 po- or 56 points to Appalachian State, 28 points to Weaver State, and 17 to UMass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave that there. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. Okay, the other thing that I want to see is instead of – yes, I want to see Trevor Lawrence obviously get things together a little bit more, but I think before he does that, I want to see the running game get going. And we talked about this briefly before I want to see the offensive line come out and just dominate the line of scrimmage I want to see ETN put up 200 yards like he did against Georgia Tech because if he does that guess who that's going to take the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence and right now with all the pressure on our golden boy we just need somebody to I don't know become the if ETN can get back in the Heisman race a little bit more then I just think it it takes Take some of the burden off. Just take some of the pressure off him. I think, I don't think he's overwhelmed with it, but again, he keeps having games back to back where he's throwing two interceptions. I can see that building up on him. So just relieve some of the pressure, kind of restart a little bit, get a good good game under his belt with no interceptions. That's that's what we want to see. Yeah, exactly. And then finally, they got to get out of this game healthy. There's no reason anyone should get hurt. And if Trevor Lawrence takes a big hit in this game. I'm going to go ballistic. <laughs> I I mean, I've already told Dabo that I'm I'm on to him with this texting game. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, if, oh, my goodness. If Trevor Lawrence takes a big hit in this game, I'm going to be angry. So, no injuries. Get out healthy. I don't want to see any of the big playmakers get hurt this game. I want to see all the backups at the start of the second half. Let's just, let's just make that happen. Let's get a blowout. All those things... I think are important. There are really there aren't any keys to victory in this game. Just be Clemson, do that. But those are the outcomes that I'd like to see in this game for sure. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. This is Dabo's 150th coaching game, I think. Let's make it a good one for him. Yeah, if he wins this game, he'll be up to 120 wins uh, as opposed to 30 losses. Not a bad record. It's not bad at all. How do you think Dabo Sweeney texts, by the way? (laughs) You mean, I I see him using emojis all the time. Really? I don't. I, I see him as the guy who shortens every word. He, instead of you, like Y-O-U, he just sends you. Abbreviations and everything. Yeah. I, I, see him, I see him using that a little bit, but I think he's a big emoji guy, that's for sure. He loves his emojis. I think he's a dad when it comes to those things. Our dad, maybe. Mm. He doesn't <laughs> use emojis. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to Clemson and Clemson. We're going to hear from Becky. Our other producer, we have Trevor. Actually, Trevor has a little something for us before she asks us the question. I don't know. What could it be? What do you got for us, Trevor? Next question. Oh, that's a good addition to this. That's perfect. All right. If you don't know what that is, that's Davo Sweeney saying next question after his famous angry Clemsoning rant. If you haven't heard that rant, you should go listen to it. But that's his final. That's the way he caps it off. He was <laughs> very angry. Next question. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the next question. Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clems In or Clems Out. Becky, what you got for us? In or out, should Davo be Clemson's football coach and basketball coach? That is an interesting question. And the reason we bring that up is because of this sound. Listen here. There's just a lot more out there if we finish the layups. You know, we're missing layups. Uh, We're making some great, unbelievable tackles, but we're missing some of those layups that are just like, I mean, mean, Isaiah's made a couple slam dunks, you know? and we've made some three-pointers, uh, but man, it's them little kiss it off the glass. I mean, it's right there. We got to get better at that. Uh, and same thing offensively. We're missing some layups. We're making some long three-pointers and crossing half court, knocking them in. But we're missing we're missing some layups on offense too. So just just being a little more efficient. <laughs> oh, Davo, how we love you. I was concerned there at the beginning that he didn't know any other basketball terms besides layup. Because he said layup. Slam dunk. Oh, yeah. He's had several. Three pointer. Yeah. <laughs> Half court. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to be Clemson out on this. As weak as the Clemson basketball team has been in the past, <laughs> I'm not sure Dabo is the right fit for that. Although, I would love to see it. You can motivate them, probably. <laughs> but could I, coach them, actually. That's true. So I'm Clemson out on this. That's an easy one. He's Clemson out. He sounds like. The 50-year-old dad who's trying to be cool that doesn't know anything <laughs> about sports. And all he says is layup and slam dunk. That was another uh, The Game of Thrones. It's one of those moments, yeah. yeah. He showed his hand. We were on to you, Davo. We've got your number this episode, man. Don't change, though, because it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> it gives us content to share. All right, Becky, next. Next question. In or out, are the article titles after the victory over Syracuse terrible? We all saw this coming, right? Like, it's 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 just too easy. And I did this last week. I'm not embarrassed. Well, maybe I should be embarrassed, but I'm not. 
You know what? I'm not embarrassed by it. Not embarrassed by it. All right. So the Orange was, Crush was me was my idea. Yeah. I was first on that train, by oh, the way. Yeah. But several people up the ante this week, <laughs> and I just can't compete with it. We got two hilarious article titles for you, and one is oh my goodness, so funny. But we'll save that. First one though is here's the title: Orange Squeeze Dry by Clemson Tigers. <laughs> okay. Thank Isn't that you. terrible? I mean, and then this one, like I don't, I don't even know why we read the first one because this one is, oh, it's terrible. Tiger defense provides juice as orange are beaten to a pulp. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's tried way too hard on this. Come on, man. Come on. Like, <laughs> okay, I can understand one orange mm, take. I don't know, but three and juice orange pulp. All right. I don't know, but you I, saw be that, I saw that article title, started laughing, didn't even read the article. That's no. all I needed no. from it. <laughs> I, nope. I didn't read the article either. So I guess I'm Clemps in on this, that the article titles are terrible. Well, I'm going to go Clemps out because I just think they're funny. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not a big, I don't like to read articles that much, but no. I mean, just reading the title is enough for me. And that's pretty funny. With the upset, you don't like to read? I no. <laughs> I don't like to read after those article titles either. They're bad. All right, final question in Clemson and Clemson out. And before we do this, ask this question. You get to vote on this question. We're going to tweet this out, and you can go vote right now on this question and tell us what you think of this. Becky, what's the question? Next question. In or out, will any ACC team put up a real fight against Clemson this season? Thank you, Carter. Yes, I need to mention that you can vote on Twitter. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. So yes, you it can find us. Know where to vote? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone should know where we, where you can vote. I mean, we're the biggest thing that's hit Clemson media ever. No, you can find us on Twitter at Clemson Podcast. Give us a follow. Yeah, while you're there, give us a follow. We'd like that. Make sure to vote too. That's the main reason. But well, we'll take a follow instead of a vote too. One of each. Yes. One of each. A vote for you. A vote for you. <laughs> Everybody gets a vote. (laughs) (laughs) You can only vote once. Okay, back to the question. I'm What was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think any... Well, ah, this is tough. Because I said it at my pre-season prediction that I thought Clemson would lose a game this year. So, I've seen the ACC this year, and it sucks. So, I want to say... That no team is going to challenge Clemson. However, I predicted that someone would challenge Clemson. You got to stick with it, man. Ah, All right. Out on it. I'm going to say Clemson, that one ACC team will challenge Clemson this year because Trevor Lawrence will throw like three interceptions or whatever. I don't know. The reason we kind of bring this up is because obviously we're headed into ACC. You know, we're into conference schedule. But also... I don't know if you read ESPN's bottom 10 of the week. It's hilarious. You should read it. But the whole ACC conference made the list. <laughs> Coming in at number five, I think, because they're just bad. Georgia Tech lost to the Citadel and <clears throat> a lot of other teams that I can't think of off, off the top of my head lost. So the ACC is definitely down this year. And I even heard some people talking about some of the non-Power 5 conferences being better than the ACC this year. Perhaps that's, that's a step too far. I don't know. But I'll be Clemson that at least one ACC team 
will challenge Clemson and give them a bit of a scare this year at the minute. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you with Clemson. I mean, the question is, give them a, give them a real fight and compete against them. Uh, they don't have to beat them. <laughs> so if they have any competition, like, I mean, they have quite a few games, obviously, in conference, and anything can happen. I'm just thinking maybe just going on the roads on some Thursday night or something. Actually, I haven't looked at their schedule. but It just takes one bad game. That and the weather being bad, being outside, yeah. something like that. Anything can happen. So I'm going to go Clemson on that. Okay. All right. Not bad. Again, you can vote on that final question on Twitter, at Clemson Podcast. Before we leave, I forgot to mention this in previous segments. Davo Sweeney was taking shots this week. Just listen to this. To, to finish your week, get you ready for this game, Davo's coming in hot with this with this take right here. No, that's college football. I mean, heck, Citadel was probably Alabama's toughest game last year till Georgia. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, Citadel beat South Carolina. Some, I don't know, somewhere here in the near future, the not too long ago future. I mean, it's, I mean, that's not, that's not a shocker. Uh, Georgia State went over and beat Tennessee. I mean, uh, I mean, it's football. It's college football. Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's Davo. He's, he's talking about the past, and he says, "Not too long ago, future." He's been great this week. Let's let's listen to that part again. Some I don't know somewhere here in the near future, the not too long ago future. <laughs> I'll cut people slack. He's up there for like forty five minutes talking. But say, yeah, <clears throat> he was bit. just like a shotgun taking out well only SEC teams, but Alabama. USC, Tennessee. My favorite point, though, was when he said, <laughs> when the point he realized that, whoops, that's going to be written about. And it was right about here. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, I'm just telling you the truth. That's when you know. He knew he stepped in it there. Just means you better watch out that Charlotte might be their best team they've faced this oh, year. Oh, that's so right. watch out. That was that's why he's so serious about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah All right. Funny. Prediction for this week. We'll close the week out. Oh, I'm going. I want to see 59-0 domination by Ooh. the Tigers. All right. I would like to see something in the 50s as well. I'm predicting something in the 50s. And Mm, you're not going to like this. Or maybe you will. I don't know. I think Charlotte is going to be the team to score the most points on this Clemson defense so far this season. Really? Yeah. I think they either get a couple of touchdowns or they score at least 13 points. What, like five field goals? Uh, Not what I was imagining because you can't score 13 points with five field goals. Okay, well, let me redo my math. Yeah, that'd be 15. But in the meantime... I'm just going to say that, yeah, I think Charlotte's going to score more points than Georgia Tech. Wait, did Georgia Tech score 14 points? I honestly don't know anymore. Whoops, I should probably have looked that up. Well, eh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had something all funny planned. (laughs) I guess not. Uh, We'll let you know next time. But I do think that Charlotte's going to score the most points. I'll stick with that than any other team that they face this year. That's how we're going to end this episode on a high note. As always, thanks for joining us for the All In Clemson Tigers podcast. We will see you next week. By the way, Georgia Tech scored 14 points. Dang it!
Be all in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Join our community of all-in Clemson Tiger fans. Just search for Clemson Podcast. This was the All-In Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. Thank you.